0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. As our children grow, we, their parents, also grow. We're learning new things all the time, particularly once they start at school. Education has changed a lot since we were kids and it's continuing to change as we get a better handle on how to prepare our children for the future. And it's a future that, thanks to the rapidly changing world of technology, is really difficult to predict. Kevin Brookhauser has an idea on how we can teach to better fit this new world. And he's got some ideas from Google. He's out here at the moment, care of the Sydney Opera House and their Schools of the Future conference, which is happening this weekend. Hi, Kevin. How are
1: you? Hi, Siobhan. Thank you for having me.
0: Before we get to Google, um, people, when they talk about future jobs, often use the word creativity and they say it's really important. But I'm always curious about what that creativity actually looks like in the real world, because we're not talking yeah. about painting pictures, right?
1: <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, there certainly was a time in our modern society when uh, we needed a workforce full of people who knew how to be compliant and follow instructions. And, you know, in a lot of ways, that's how our school system was set up to create a, a workforce that, that would be great at following instructions. But now in our technology-infused era, we have computers and eventually robots that are going to be really good, in fact, better at following instructions. And what we need are people who know how to solve problems and truly create solutions to those problems that we face. And that's really been, been my goal in pushing the changes in education that we're seeing right now. So
0: do you believe we can teach this skill
1: I think we can set up an environment that makes those creativity and and innovative skills uh, more likely.
0: And um, I know that you're a high school teacher by trade. Is this something that you can translate to younger years, both primary school and before school?
1: Not only can you, I think we must. I think it's really important that we understand that our goal in education needs to change, and we need to make sure that our goals are not just to create compliant automatrons, that we need to create kid, create uh, an atmosphere where kids feel open and uh, willing to try new things, to fail along the way, and to learn through, through those mistakes, and most importantly, create work that has a real-world purpose.
0: Your, let's talk about the 20 Time Project, which sure. is what we're really getting to here. And how um, I'd love to know how Google features into this idea of yours, because I'm of the generation that grew up when Google had the motto, do no evil, and right. we all laughed. I went, ha, ha, do no <laughs> evil. You're doing evil all the time.
1: You are evil. You right, know. right, right.
0: So I'm really curious how it's um, inspired such an amazing idea and one that is really important for our kids' future.
1: Yeah, well, I've had the great opportunity to spend a lot of time on the Google campuses uh, all around the world and meet a lot of the people at Google, and and I can tell you that the place is full of idealistic people who really are looking to avoid more evil in the world. <laughs> um, but but really, they're also a, a corporation that that absolutely depends upon a culture of innovation, and and so they realize that. Uh, they're they're going to go out of business if they don't continue to innovate and be creative. And so my goal was to try to learn about how they achieve that culture and see what I could bring back to my classroom to achieve that. And
0: uh, I have seen your TED Talk, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, you talk about how Gmail was the product of essentially what has become the twenty. 20- yeah time project Can yeah yeah
1: right? so so one of the ways google one of the systems that google has implemented in order to encourage a culture of innovation You know, one one might think that you might inspire someone to be innovative by just paying them more money, but it turns out that that just doesn't psychologically work. Uh, If you really want people to be innovative, you need to provide them um, autonomy. You need to show them that the work that they're doing is giving them a sense of mastery. And and people also need to know that the work they're doing has a greater purpose. And so what Google has done to uh, achieve that is create a culture where it's perfectly normal. In fact, it's... uh, it's it's accepted that employees think beyond their job description and they take on what they call in their in their corporation uh, 20% projects. And so they they see a need out there in the world and maybe their manager doesn't say that this is something that they need to be doing, but they just take on that project on their own and they try to recruit their other engineers and employees to to take on that project. And and some of Google's most valuable assets, including Gmail, including AdSense, AdSense, Google News come from that notion that employees can take on projects that they just see need to be Done,
0: and how does this translate into school?
1: Yeah, so I, I I saw that 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 was something that was working for them, and and from from there, myself and a lot of other teachers have thought, well, let's let's apply this to the classroom. So we provide our students a certain amount of time every week to pursue projects that they're personally interested in. But but most importantly, pursue projects that have a real purpose as well. So uh, we ask our students to brainstorm ideas and, and try to see what they're interested in, where their interests and where a purpose align.
0: Uh, it's interesting when you say that about brainstorming because I have flashbacks to when I I used to teach university students, <laughs> right. students radio and they could always uh, – we always did a feature where they could choose whatever story they wanted to right. do. And the brainstorming ses- sessions were honestly like pushing the proverbial uphill because people just – they just didn't know where to start right. and their ideas would be really um, not very out of the box, not very wide thinking. Now, you have – a way of overcoming that I find fascinating and very counterintuitive.
1: Can you tell us
0: about how you got your kids to put up all the bad ideas?
1: Well, what I noticed was that my students were coming up with really safe ideas. And and you know, the, the golden rule of a brainstorm is there's no such thing as a bad idea. You're really trying to open up your brain to all kinds of different possibilities. But one of the things that i've i've learned in my you know 18 years as a teacher is that that kids are kind of mildly interested in the content that i'm teaching but what they're really interested in is not embarrassing themselves in front of their peers. And so that's why when they have some crazy off-the-wall idea, they're hesitant to share it with others. And so I, I noticed this filter that all of my students had, and you know they kept coming up with ideas like, let's have another bake sale. And I was like, I don't need any more bake <laughs> sales, right? And so instead of allowing my students to come up with bad ideas, I decided to try mandating it. And I said, I want you to spend 20 minutes coming up with the worst ideas you could think of, and you know what? They came up with some really awful ideas. Like, no <laughs> question. I was, I was. Uh, w- once I, once I actually dictated that they were to come up with those bad ideas. They, they did. But, but there were some surprises as well. Um, one major surprise was just they spent 20 minutes in my class having a ton of fun. They were playing with their brains, coming up with off the wall ideas and laughing and, and, and. But, but even after that, they started sharing their ideas. And when you looked at some of those ideas, they, they started to look like they could be good ideas. And they were, it was a really an amazing experience to see great ideas generate out of what were intended to be Bad ideas.
0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation, and I'm speaking with Kevin Brookhauser, who is the founder of the 20 Time Project. It's basically about teaching kids how to learn to be creative or how to e- embrace creativity, given that's probably the main skill they're going to need in the future. One thing, Kevin, that I've noticed looking at the education system in Australia anyway is it's a bear moth, it's huge. Mm-hmm. There seems to be here even pockets of really great ideas of um, coding and trying to break out of the rigidity of the education system as it stands. And um, But these are little ideas and, and it right. feels like I, I'm wondering how you change such a big system. I mean, can we change it in time?
1: I. I suppose so. I'm still relatively idealistic that our, our institutions can solve these problems, but I'm not waiting for them. I'm, I'm much more interested in encouraging teachers like myself to not sit around and wait for the changes that we need to see happen. And so my, my recommendation with whether it be 20 time or with coding in the classroom, which is an, another passion of mine, uh, is to, just go ahead and do it. And, uh, I found that, uh, that things work really well when you, um, decide to, uh, avoid asking for permission and just going forward and doing it and seeing how it works. And, uh, so that's, I kind of encourage teachers to do what they know is right in their hearts and move (laughs) forward anyway.
0: And there's another part that I've been noticing. There's a a journalist in Australia called Tracy Spicer. She's just written a book. It's quite a a bit of a feminist manifesto. But one of the things that she reflected on, which I think I can relate to, is that as a young girl, um, her her aim in the class was to please the teacher. And when you talk about how the education system is set up, I can see how even students today, lots of students today, aren't learning to learn. They're learning to... Um, get approval, yeah. or to be praised. And you mentioned in your TEDx talk about um, how if you want to inspire creativity, you don't give an A plus or a D minus. <laughs> right. We here have a test called a NAPLAN test, which you don't need to know about. It's very complicated. <laughs> I don't even understand it all. But there there are many parents who are quite sceptic of this idea of always testing our kids. Yeah. And, I mean, do you find that that, that testing generally is Something that is harmful for children's learning
1: yeah I don't know if it's harmful but I, I certainly am very skeptical that it does anything to help kids learn um, i I do believe that uh, if if we do spend a lot of time doing test prep and and teaching to the test we can get kids to do better on those tests and in in schools around the world like ours in the United States where so much is driven by the test uh, we we tend to do a pretty good job of getting kids to pass that test. But uh, there's a quite a bit of research out there that suggests that when you retest kids, after the stakes are gone, they lose all of that knowledge. And, and I, I just don't think that... Uh, I, I think it looks like if, if an alien were to come down and take a look at our education system, it looks like what we care about are the test scores. But I, I would like us to rethink about what we're really here for, and that's for lifelong learning.
0: Kevin, it's been fascinating. And um, thank you so much for coming and chatting with us today. Thank you, Siobhan. That's Kevin Brookhauser. He's the founder of the 20 Time Project. And Kevin's here for the School of Future... Con- sorry, Schools of Future Conference at the Sydney Opera House and tickets to his keynote address on Friday morning are still available at the Opera House website. So if you're in Sydney, head along and check it out. We'll also put up links to the 20 Time Project on our website later this afternoon. Just head to kindling.com.au.